0: A little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, what's good, everybody? Today is Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Welcome to Crypto Chat with Champo. We are doing episode 187 today. i got a cool little project that I'm going to be talking to you about on our Arbitrum Network. Of course, because that's where a lot of my focus has been as of late, because that is what has been made making me excited about crypto in general it is all or all the things that are happening on the Arbitrum Network. Once again, apologize for my uh, voice. It's finally starting to turn the corner after, you know, screaming at a wrestling match for quite some time and then also having a little bit of a cold or some sort of, I don't know what it was but it wasn't covid i i did the covid test it was clear there so who knows what it is so let's check in on the crypto market so still teetering in that same range and i i would i think it'd be fair to say that it appears it appears to be an accumulation phase or period or of course it's just the market deciding which direction we're going to go i know that Uh, i've been kind of all over i've been kind of like the market up down undecided really when i look at the direction or the trend in crypto and there are some nervous people in the space excuse me again when we are looking at what is going on with binance so if you are following binance had within a few weeks ago said they were halting fiat payments just to this particular bank and not to worry, it's not a big deal. It's just this one bank. And that was it. Well, it it is starting to turn out looks like it's a lot greater than that way back. You know, maybe at the end of last year, uh, there were some reports coming out that Binance was at least, being evaluated by the u.s federal authorities in relation to money laundering and probably more specifically (laughs) its dealings with uh nation states such as iran i believe that's the one iran i should say iran uh in particular and so i think that there is a little bit of mounting concern in the crypto space that regulators are about to uh attempt to destroy binance now i don't even know if that's possible but we saw billions of dollars leave binance at the end of last year as i think more and more people started to get a little bit nervous about it and then it's been relatively quiet and i'm I'm not sure how this is going to play out but my take on it is it's not it's not the, the greatest now it could be just fud and this is part of the normal process where people kind of drive down prices to accumulate i don't really know bnb looks pretty strong today given all the circumstances trading at 330 dollars, which is up just point almost point one almost one percent point seven percent actually bitcoin is up half a percent at 2335. Ethereum's still looking great at 1644, which is trading up, you know, just about 1%. The one token that I, I have talked about before that is doing really well. And, you know, if you kind you probably kind of already missed that train if you were going to try to pick it up, because it is it is just blistering. And I just giggle because of the The green candle that this token has been following i told you about how i'm in arbitrum i mean it's obvious if you listen that that's really where i think this a strong narrative is regardless of whether they uh whether they release a token or not but that that the token that is just absolutely destroying red or green candles i mean they're just everywhere is Grail, which is the Camelot Dex token, and in the last 24 hours, that token is up 45 percent, trading at 1,124. Now, this the max supply on that token is only 100,000, so it is an extremely, extremely low supply. Right now, the to- the circulating supply is only 12,000. So I, I was able to buy a few in the pre-sale just because I've been kind of paying attention to what's going on. And, and this, the token today even peaked up at $1,200 and they had a really cool way to sell the token, which, you know, to me was a, a really fair way to do it. I really liked the way they did it, but you end up paying more. But I think that incentivizes, you know, hanging on to it. A lot of the other pre-sale tokens, and this is where I think they're really smart. A lot of times if you get it on pre-sale, you're going to get a cost significantly lower than the general public. And so what happens there is when that token launches and the price goes up, then, then when that happens, people... Tend to dump their tokens, and then the price crashes, and then it, it's kind of a cascading type, cascading type of thing. So what what Camelot has done, and, and this is what FactorDAO is going to do, is you put money into the pool, and everybody in that pool when that presale closes is going to get the same price of the token. So they would basically take the the number of tokens that are in the pool that are in the presale. And then you're going to have the total amount put into the pool and they're going to divide it equally across those tokens. So I think I ended up buying four or so of the Camelot token at the launch, which was significantly lower than it is now, but still it was expensive token around $200. And I just believed in the project. I believed in the decks. I believed in the team. And it was just kind of a longer hold. It was I sold an NFT. I had some extra cash over, or cash tokens. Uh, it wasn't actually cash, you know, extra ETH over. And I decided that I was going to hop in this presale and and let it ride. And so far, it has played out pretty well for me. And you know, I would never try to do a price prediction on this, but with a with the max supply of only a hundred thousand, you know that that token price. Well it looks pretty good to me in the long run, but anything could happen. So enough about that token. Oh, let's look at other ones. XRP at thirty-nine cents, Cardano at thirty-nine cents, Doge at nine cents, Maddox still looking good at a dollar twenty-four, Solana two and OK at twenty-three forty-one. Dot at six seventy-four, Avalanche at twenty dollars. So the the prices are really haven't really changed that much. In the last few weeks, if you go across the seven days, we're still green on most of the tokens, you know, Polygon is up 14%, OKB up 18, uh, Shiba Inu Inu is up 23% in the last seven days. So the seven day is still looking pretty good across most of the tokens. The graph um, with its integration with Arbitrum, I wasn't sure why we had a big uh, price jump the other day. That's up to 17 cents. Which is looking great. Phantom still strong at 56 cents. And everything on the seven day looks pretty good. Fracture still absolutely slaying it. Excuse me, up 30%. Excuse me, at 1325. Synthetics up to 285. I said, I talked about synthetics before. I'm not crazy about it because I don't care to manage my liquidation risk. Uh, constantly worrying about that, I just—that is not something I want to do. And I got liquidated before, so I tapped out of that one. All right, so that's pretty much how things are going. You know, I think the one that's really absolutely destroying the competition in terms of of price action right now would be AGIX, which is called Singularity Net. We we knew that the AI coins were going to take off. That's up two hundred and thirty eight percent in the last seven days. Now, that one's interesting because I know that they had a strong Cardano connection. Let's see. I'm going to look at the all-time high for that was about a dollar. So, you know, I, I'm not sure what is is going on with the token other than, you know, people jumping on the AI narrative. I, I can't be too sure about that. So let's go ahead and talk about the project briefly that I wanted to hit on today, which is starting to grow on Arbitrum. It is a, a play-to-earn NFT game on Arbitrum. It is called The Village, and you can check it out on at The Village, Arby, A R B I on Twitter. They have a Discord open. They have a Medium article, and they say the game is based on uh, the Police Thief NFT game and Wolf, the Wolf Dot game. So I have not really played those games before, but I can go ahead and let you know that you could still get a whitelist to mint if you go into the Discord. Um, I, didn't, I didn't do all those steps yet because I just came across this project yesterday and uh, I joined the Discord but haven't really dug in. So let's give a, just a, a brief overview of the game. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it's a 100% on-chain collectible-based strategy uh, R2E, which is a risk-to-earn game. Mint begins on Arbitrum to gather important number of players and benefits from all this technology and low cost. So Epic Zero, you're going to have the village and monster, monsters, 80% villagers, 10% pillagers, 6% light, uh, librarian, and 4% endermans. The initial whitelist generation mints will cost uh, 0.008 ETH. The public sale is going to be 0.1 ETH to purchase. Only 3,000 of the generation zero will be available. So that's a really pretty low supply. So chances of having your mint stolen is 10%, 4% for Enderman's, 6% for Pillager. Whitelist address will be entitled to five mints each. The public mint per transaction is capped at five mints each. So then the Generation 1 mints are 9000 minted by mining Emerald, which is the token. Staked NFTs can earn Emerald and pay a 25% fee every time Emerald is claimed. NFTs that try to leave the village unstaking risk getting stolen with their accrued Emerald, earning earnings by villains. When minting a new Generation 1 character, villains will attempt to steal them. If successful, a random villain will receive the Generation 1 Mint. So this one and the metrics in this. So there is a risk of losing your NFT. So it is a risk, kind of a risk game. Um, I got I dabbled with one of these games on Avalanche, which was a, a fork of the wolf game where you would take your wool and your sheep. While well, your sheep, you would stake the sheep and then the wolf could stake sheep. But that game kind of rugged. But I think it's the same idea. So in Epic One, there'll be stockpiling a valuable emerald. You can buy rare items from the shop to be used for upcoming librarian ability and the launch of the game mechanics. We already covered the mints. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the villager. Each villager is able to mine 10 emeralds per day. Per day, villagers are forced to give 25% of emerald to villains in exchange for access to the emerald supply. So unstacking Villagers are ordered to accumulate two days' worth of emerald before leaving the village. So in the risk end of it, there is a 30% risk of getting your villagers stolen by other villains, 15% by endermans, 15% by pillagers when unstacked. If stolen, 50% of all your accrued emerald goes to villains. So for staking, you get to mine 10 emerald per day. There's no risk. The claim, you get to collect 75% of that mined emerald. The risk is 20% of the mined emerald is distributed amongst villains to unstake two days of stacking required and 50% chance to be stolen with 50% of its emerald. Okay. So you have common pillagers who can mine seven emerald a day, 100% of emerald can be claimed. All right. So to the unstacking, villagers are ordered to accumulate three days worth of emerald before leaving the village. So then they go through the risk of these things. So uh, you get the general idea. So the idea here is sort of this risk category of when you stake, you can earn the emerald. If you want to unstake and get your emerald and sell it or buy things, then you risk getting some of that uh, stolen and through the contract. So, you know, I'm not sure that I'm going to be digging into this game, but it is pretty interesting. Um, they have several different type of Endermans, of course, which are harder to gain because they're rare. But let's talk a little bit about the Emerald Token. And this is where we really get down to what we would, my dad would say the brass tacks. So Emerald is abundant in the village mines. However, with all natural resources, there's only a max supply of 5 million Emerald available. And Emerald is the primary in-game currency. Once the Emerald supply reaches 52%, that would be 2,600,000 for generation 1 staking, the faucet will be disabled. Staking faucet will resume for Epic 2 at a reduced rate 26%. Fifteen thousand emerald airdrop for the first one thousand miners of Generation One. The team will get uh, four hundred fifty thousand emerald nine pounds supply vested, linear, vested linearly for two months. Emerald amount and liquidity will be adjusted according to the number of mints. So that's a quick rundown of the village. If if your risk to earn is something you're into, if you've ever played the Wolf game, then maybe this game is for you. I probably will be sidelined on this one. But nonetheless, I think it's pretty interesting. also think it's an interesting decision by the team, not judging, just an interesting decision not to try to hop into the magic ecosystem and take advantage of all that's going on there. So that's been today's episode with Crypto Chat with Chapo on the Village NFT game on Arbitrum Net, where check it out when you can, join the Discord, try to get on that whitelist. As always, be in the present moment, be in the here and now. Until tomorrow, this has been Chapo. Have a great day. The podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.